Hello everyone and welcome to episode 117 of Mothering Anxiety. Today's episode is Anxiety as an Empath. So what is an empath? Um, you can sense and feel the emotions of others as if they are your own emotions and feelings, as if they are your own experiences. So if someone is in pain, you can feel their pain. If someone is happy, you can feel their happiness. I feel that like since I was really young, I was always able to like absorb everyone's mood. Um, And it was very exhausting. (laughs) Um, You know, I grew up with my grandparents and uh, my grandma would like kind of always be angry. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it, but she would kind of always just be angry and annoyed and frustrated. And like, I get it. She did all the housework and all the cooking and everything. And like, no one ever did anything, but that was just simply because she would never allow any of us to do anything. But anyways, um, she was always just like angry and frustrated. And I feel that like anytime I was around her when she was angry and frustrated, then like I would get angry and frustrated too, even though I had absolutely no reason to. Um, and then I feel that like I would just bring my own mood down. Um, and then also I felt that like, I kind of felt guilty if like I could see her just being angry and frustrated and like I would be happy or excited over something. Like I felt guilty like, oh man, she's mad. I I I have to be mad about something too. And she just like kind of had this way of like, I don't know, making sure everyone's mood <laughs> would shift. Like if she was angry, we were all angry for some reason. But, um, you know, I've noticed that not even just with my grandma, with like friendships and, and, and relationships and stuff, I was always able to just like feel people's like emotions. I don't even know how to explain it. I'm sure some of you guys who would consider yourselves empaths understand what I'm talking about. But, you know, if you'd be around someone who was like sad or something, like you would just feel like like this lump in your heart, right? Like, you know, like that crying lump in your throat, I guess is what it is. Like I could feel it. Like I, they were crying. Like I wanted to cry too. If they were angry and pissed about something, like I wanted to be angry and pissed too. Or if they were like super happy and excited, like I was there just as happy and excited for them also. But, you know, to be honest, it can be kind of quite exhausting um, because like I said, you know, my grandma was kind of always in a bad mood, which then would put all of us in a bad mood. Um, but like, I, I realized that when I was like in relationships, so when I was in that really bad toxic relationship, like whenever he was angry, I would like absorb all of that and I would be angry too. And then it would just, like, we would just clash heads, right? Like, I I couldn't accept why he was angry and and accept that he had a logical reason to be angry. Like, I had to be angry, too, for, like, whatever reason. And then we would butt heads and then it just, like, 
wasn't fun for anyone. (laughs) Um, But I also noticed it a lot with like my husband, right? Like whatever mood he was in, I would absorb it too. And they would shift me. Like if I, if he came home from work and I was happy and excited and whatever, but if he came home from work and he was like frustrated and annoyed because he had a bad day, then all of a sudden, like I would become frustrated and annoyed too, even though like I had a great day, but I just had to, and it's not even that I had to, it's just something that like a superpower. No, it's not because it sucks sometimes, but like I would just like shift my mood around, um, to be able to be like at an equal with him, which then at that point, again, like my husband and I would butt heads cause he'd be like, why are you annoyed and frustrated? And I'm like, I don't know, you're annoyed and frustrated. And it just like really wouldn't, you know, kind of get us anywhere. I think for me, though, it also kind of just went like hand in hand with like taking responsibility for other people's like emotions. Like if my husband came home tired and annoyed from work, then I would be worried that it was me who made him tired and annoyed, even though like I hadn't seen him all day (laughs) and probably hadn't talked to him all day or texted him all day. But I would like think that it had something to do with me right so then I would freak out and I'd be like oh crap what do I do I gotta work twice as hard or I gotta do something to make it better because somehow I made him tired and annoyed even though it literally literally had absolutely nothing to do with me but I would be freaking out which then at that point then yeah obviously I'm gonna get tired and annoyed because it's like what the hell did I do this time right (laughs) like why are you being so rude to me when like it wasn't even like my fault and it would just start an argument like you know I wouldn't even why am I lying like it would start an argument because I didn't understand why he was being frustrated and angry and I would take it personally and I would think that it was something that I did or that somehow I had to fix it when like really all I had to do was just let him feel his feelings And if he maybe, you know, said a snarky remark or something, just be like, "Mm, well, this has absolutely nothing to do with me. I'm just going to let it slide and let it go because if not, it's going to start an argument. Um, And then just just let it go. And this, um, you know, I made that episode about like you're responsible for your triggers, right? So like now I have learned that like if he comes home annoyed and frustrated, that it truly does have nothing, absolutely nothing to do with me. He probably just had a bad day at work and he just needs to decompress for a second. So I just stay quiet and I let him do what he's got to do. And once he's feeling better or whatever, he will come and talk to me whenever it is that he's ready or, you know, to, to talk to me and tell me what happened or just not and forget about it. Like whatever it is, like I am not responsible for needing to change his mood, right? Like that, that is on him. He needs to fix that and work on that. And I think that a lot of us as like empaths, like because we can feel like the intense emotion, we want to fix it, right? If, if it's a bad emotion, if it's a bad feeling, like we want to be able to fix it, but it's kind of not really up to us to fix it right like they, they got to work on that they got to fix it and we have to learn to be able to just like separate those two from one another because then we're going to get frustrated and annoyed and angry or whatever negative energy that they're bringing out like we're going to absorb it and it's going to come to us and then like I said <laughs> led to many many arguments that could have honestly been prevented 
Um, but I do think that being an empath goes a little bit more beyond, um, you know, absorbing someone's like feelings. Um, and then I kind of looked up like, you know, what are the signs of an empath? Just in case you're wondering like, well, am I an empath or am I just sensitive or like, do I just care about others? Like, like what, you know, what would make me an empath? And, um, you often feel overly stimulated, And I would say that this is because you are feeling everyone's feelings around you. So you're feeling the anger, the sadness, the happiness, the frustration, the, you know, whatever it is, and you're feeling it and you can easily get overly stimulated because your own emotions are not regulated, right? Because you are feeling and absorbing like everyone else's emotions. Um, It says you may struggle with boundaries, which... We all know that for a very long time, I have struggled with boundaries and setting boundaries and accepting the boundaries that I have set, right? Like the, to, to be confident in the decisions that I have made. Um, it says you are overwhelmed by crowds. And yes, I definitely get overwhelmed by crowds, but this is also because I'm just an introvert and I don't really like being around like big crowds. Um, but definitely for sure when I'm around like, you know, a big group of people, it does just tend to feel a little bit more like overwhelming. It says here also, you have to actively choose to not let energy in. And yes, it's exactly what I just talked about. That story of like my husband, if he comes home, um, annoyed and frustrated. I need to know that that is just him, that it has nothing to do with me, to not take it personally, that I am just simply not in control of his feelings and that I can't change how he's feeling, right? I need to allow him to feel it on his own and then that way we can kind of move on. Um, says you have always been sensitive, especially as a child, Yes. <laughs> um, always. I think even still now, I am a tad bit sensitive, although not as much as I used to be, which is kind of a big step, which I'll probably have to make an episode about that. Um, I'll have to make an episode about how I started reading the book, um, The Highly Sensitive Person, because I always thought that I had HSP, and turns out I didn't. I was just surrounded by a bunch of really bad and toxic people, (laughs) which I had to learn um, the hard way. But here it says, you are a natural helper or healer. And absolutely. um, I've been told many, many times that I just have something about me (laughs) that makes people um, extremely comfortable with like opening up and and somehow I just have and, and just make help people feel better. That's what it is. I couldn't even think. Um, that I just have this ability to make people feel better. And I'm just like naturally kind of caring and compassionate. I have heard that um, a lot of times. Uh, and then here it says you often feel isolated. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard. Sometimes it just feels like that I have to like isolate myself in order to like remove 
certain emotions from me, right? And this kind of goes hand in hand with what it says next about, like, you need time to recharge yourself. Because, yeah, like, there will be many times where people will message me, you know, and and just kind of tell me, like, what's going on and stuff. And even just, like, friends and whatever. It doesn't need to be, like, people that listen to the podcast, but just, like, friends. And because I'm an empath, I tend to absorb all of their emotions, right? And sometimes it does get overwhelming. And sometimes I do, like have to just kind of take a step back and be like, hey, you know what? I don't have the energy to respond to you right now because I can feel all your emotions like coming throughout through text (laughs) or like through a message, like I can feel it. And just right now, either I'm dealing with my own stuff or, you know, I'm focusing on something else. And like, I just, I don't have the energy to respond, right? And I, I try to do it very respectfully, but it does get extremely overwhelming and I do need to recharge from time to time because I can feel it all. Like I can truly feel it all. Like you can be as vague as you possibly want, but I can feel what it is that you are feeling. And sometimes like I just don't have the energy or like the mental capacity to like feel that plus feel, you know, whatever emotion it is that I'm feeling on my own based on whatever's going on in my own life. And I guess you can say that's also kind of where like my lack of boundaries comes into play because I will allow anyone to, you know, basically vent out to me whenever they want without considering like my own feelings or like kind of where my own head is or, or where my own emotions are at that moment. Um, so I will allow people and then I'm like, wait, 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 <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I'm feeling you and I'm feeling me and now I'm feeling all sorts of things and now I am exhausted and tired. But it's also because I am such a natural healer, apparently, <laughs> that people feel comfortable doing this to me, to me. That's not the right way. But like that people feel comfortable venting out to me because I do have that compassion, right? And so I get it, like... I would want to talk to someone who I know is going to truly understand me. Um, But as someone who is that person, like, it can get very overwhelming. And I'm sure many of you who are empaths or who think, you know, you are an empath, like, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know that sometimes you just, like don't have the mental capacity and 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 we do you know we truly do need to learn how to say like hey no I can't right now and I've actually been doing that a little bit more you know and we'll have friends who will ask me like hey I really need to talk about this for like five minutes can you listen to me or like you know do you have the time to to hear me vent and I will say yes I do or I'll say you know what? Not right now. <laughs> Send it maybe as a voice message. Um, and I will get to it when I am just like mentally ready and mentally prepared or just like not busy in general. Right. Um, but I will do the same thing. Like I'll be, I will text friends, friends that I feel comfortable talking to or venting to about certain things. And I'll be like, Hey, I really need to talk about something. Like, are you available for me? And they will tell me yes or no. And, um, I, I'm learning, we're all learning to do this a little bit better Um, because sometimes we too tend to just kind of like dump things on people and and we really never know like where they are like mentally and, and physically and stuff so I think it's important to like learn to set those boundaries if you are um an empath right um to be able to tell people like hey you know what right now I just I really can't like 
listen to you because I, you know, I don't have the, the capacity to like absorb all of your emotions at the moment. No, I would say that it's, you know, it, it's not such a horrible thing being an empath. And I feel that, um, you know, there are times where I do appreciate being able to, you know, help people out, right? Like, we're able to just kind of create really deep connections with other people. Um, we're able to just kind of help piggyback off of like, you know, other good vibes and and good moods and just kind of help people like transform the energy to kind of like more of a positive energy, I feel like. Um, But yeah, you know, one of the bad things would be just like, always feeling overwhelmed. And, and, and I feel that it's also just like really hard for us to understand like, how people could be so mean. Uh, because I've definitely gone through that where like, I'm just like, what? Like I am, honestly, I am like one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Unless you try me, then like at that point I will strike back. But like, I don't understand like how people could just be like mean or rude with like, well, with what I think, like, no logical reason, you know? I just, I, I can't comprehend, like, why people can be just, like, bad. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't understand that because I never want to be bad and I never want to be seen as a bad person, right? So, like, I would never want to intentionally cause harm to someone else. Um, But I also feel that that, you know, makes us more of, like, people pleasers, right? Because <laughs> we want to... Um, be there for everyone and and we don't know how to say no we don't know how to set boundaries so it makes us people pleasers and we want to make everyone happy and sometimes that means making ourselves unhappy to make others happy I also think that because of this like we definitely always put other people's needs in front of ours right which you know kind of comes hand in hand with being a people pleaser Um, because I know that I've done this many times where I will let someone fully blown vent and and express whatever it is that they're going through without me thinking about like well I'm not in the right mental headspace right now so I'm already anxious or depressed or worried about my own things and now I'm going to take on someone else's emotions and take on their anxiety their worries their depression and it's just like it is a bit overwhelming right and and it can turn into a lot but I have learned now that I can also put myself first and just because I say hey I can't you know listen to you vent at the moment doesn't make me a bad person Um, but I you know I I had to learn to like put myself first and, and that was one of the huge things that I learned when I did take those three weeks off when I like unplugged um from almost everything um that like I need to learn to give myself a little bit more self-care I guess and 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 be able to learn to put myself first right and that it doesn't make me selfish that I feel that I shouldn't feel guilty or shameful about it um and if anything it just kind of made me like a better empath, (laughs) like a better listener, a more compassionate person, because now, you know, when I am ready to listen to others and to be able to help others, 
I know that I will be like in a great mental state as opposed to trying to help people when like I'm not in a good mental state and then it just feels like like I'm not truly doing anything good for either one of us, right? It's a great um, gift that we have to be able to, you know, be compassionate and to help others and to feel what other people are feeling. But I also think it's very important to make sure that people don't take advantage of that either because it can be very mentally draining. Um, I had, you know, many friendships that would kind of take advantage of this and would just you know, essentially dump everything on me. And it was a lot for me. And I had to set those boundaries where I'm just like, no, I can't do this. Or like, I'm also not a therapist. I'm not licensed to be giving advice. Like I will listen to you as a friend. Um, But you know, there are some things that I just like, I couldn't talk back about or, or, or do anything about it. I do love being able to relate to people. I do love that people are able to relate to me. I do love that people feel, you know, comfortable around me, that people feel comfortable enough to like share their experiences because some of these things that people have told me or talked to me about, like they're, they're hard. Right. And I feel that one of the reasons why we keep so much in is because we feel that no one truly understands us. And even if, you know, my situation to yours is completely different, like, I love that I am able to understand it to the best extent that I can. And probably being someone that, like, would be able to to feel your feelings with you, right? Like, I do love that. It is probably one of, like, my most favorite things when people are like, you literally speak what is in my head all the time or it's as if you're in my head when you're talking or like you were able to express what I have been feeling for a very long time in ways that I have never been able to express it like I I love that I don't know if that has to do with being an empath (laughs) necessarily um but I I do love that and I do realize that like it, it is a gift right like it 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 is something worthy um to to be able to to give that to people right because I know that for many years I felt like no one understood me I felt like I was the crazy one I felt like 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 there there was absolutely no one who would get what I was trying to say or get how I was feeling inside like I felt so alone like so alone so the fact that I am able to be this person for so many people for so many of you that listen and I'm sure that there's many more of you people who don't actually message me and tell me like hey I I get that or thanks for saying this right like I'm sure that there's many of you who probably don't you know message me at all which is fine (laughs) but I'm just saying like it's good and it feels good and it is very rewarding but at the same time it can be very um exhausting but like i said i ha- i have learned to kind of put myself first and put my own needs first and be able to set those boundaries when i'm like hey i cannot listen to you right now i'm going through my own stuff um so it's just like all about balance and i feel that any of those of you guys out there who also believe you are empaths it's all about finding that balance of like when can you give your time and energy to someone and like when can you not I also like in a little bit of a sense feel like 
it makes me um, kind of more of an understanding mother because, uh, you know, when my daughter is like frustrated or like angry at something, I can kind of like learn or kind of help her uh, maneuver her own emotions. Um, but also at the same time, <laughs> it can be a curse because when she's frustrated and angry over something that like I feel that she shouldn't be frustrated and angry over, then I get frustrated and angry too, right? <laughs> like, so I'm just like, like, how do you not get this, right? But one thing you learn as a mother or as a father, as a parent, um, is that, you know, our kids are completely like clean slates and they know absolutely nothing. So like, we can't get frustrated at them for them being frustrated that they can't tie their shoes because we've known how to tie our shoes for years, for decades, but they're just learning this, right? So like, they're allowed to get frustrated and we shouldn't get frustrated because they don't get it the first time. Yeah, I should probably make a whole episode <laughs> on that too, on, on just like how sometimes we don't realize that like our kids literally, literally know nothing and that it is our job to like teach them. That's a concept that like is kind of mind blowing. Like, what do you mean you don't know that you can't just run out the street <laughs> without checking for cars, right? Like, but they don't know. They don't. I mean, I guess to a certain at a certain age, they reach they will eventually know but when they're younger like they don't know that right and we that that's our job to teach them but it's 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 great um it's all about balance it's all about balancing your time your space protecting your mind and your space um but then also you know being able to give it to other people because sometimes people don't don't have anyone right like people don't have people that they they trust that was me for a very long time. I didn't really have people that I trusted or that I felt comfortable talking to. Um, but little by little and slowly, I have found my circle of friends. And I feel that we're all kind of the same. We all kind of like vibe the same. <laughs> but we also respect each other's boundaries. Like, hey, I need a vent. But if you don't have time, I'm just going to send this here. You keep it and, and you listen to it whenever you can. And I just I just need to get this out of me. So... It's been a learning progress. Being an empath is not a bad thing, as I have learned. Um, even the times where you get frustrated or annoyed or you just like have absolutely no energy, it is not a bad thing. Again, it's all about figuring out the balance. It's all about figuring out when to give your time and being able to, to take care of yourself and protect yourself too. So if you are an empath out there, like I am, and you can absorb everyone's feelings, take it as a superpower because there are many people that are very selfish <laughs> and have very narcissistic traits and simply cannot think of anyone else other than themselves. So think of it as a good thing. Think of it as like you being a healer. But um, I am going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, we are very, very, very close to the end of uh, the year. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to go ahead and release one more episode for the end of the year. And then I'm going to take my annual two weeks off to have Christmas and New Year's with my family, which I will remind you guys next week anyways. But I do want to kind of give a little bit of a pointer to next week's episode that is titled, I didn't accomplish any of my 2022 New Year's resolutions. 
Yeah, it's a very long um, title. <laughs> it reminds me of Fall Out Boy songs. If you were a band, a fan of Fall Out Boy or like Panic, like any emo band. Okay, why did they name their songs something really long? But anyways, <laughs> that was the title that I have come up with. Um, and I'm going to talk about how I literally did not accomplish any of my New Year's resolutions. Yeah, I'm calling myself out as lazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It'll be a good episode um, just in case maybe you set up a bunch of goals and, and stuff for yourself this year and none of it got accomplished or maybe just a little bit and you're feeling a little bit like a failure. Yeah, this episode's going to be for you. But um, again, just reminding you that I will be taking those two weeks off. Um, I took that week of Thanksgiving off, which I normally always do, and I'm going to be taking the next two weeks off. Well, the next next two weeks off the week of Christmas the week of New Year's and I will be back January 2nd with a brand new episode but with that being said I do hope that you have a good rest of your day or night depending on when you're listening to this and don't forget to live your life love your life and love your anxiety